so many fun things are happening right now. I can't even begin to describe it. Uh, first off, inside of 30 days for my first commercial building. Okay, for all you guys who bought your own commercial building, you have your businesses in there. Bravo, that's awesome. I'm still catching up to you. But for me to buy my first commercial building, move my team in there and have it completely perfectly set up just for my company and how it runs, it's priceless. So just very excited about that. Uh, we just had through our last TI budget, actually came in under budget a little bit. You know, we had set up TIs uh, just around three quarters of a million dollars, came back around 680,000, 670,000. So we're under budget, uh, looking good, just everything's excited. So looks like we're going to break ground mid-November and then um, turn it over in February. I say break ground, that's wrong because we're just doing TI work. The building's already there. But uh, just super excited. A lot of, a lot of so many good things on that one. So I'm just, uh, you're going to see me walk around with a grin for the next three weeks. That's why uh, it's just everything coming together and it's coming in place. So all good things. So I'm going to dive deep into the personal track today on this podcast. And I'm going to talk about what happened to me over the last couple of weeks. And then a whole fun thing of respond versus react. Now, for those who've never heard respond versus react, I'm going to tell you, if you ever take an anger management course, you're going to learn that. It's chapter five of the 10 steps of anger management. It's called respond versus react. So for people who don't really know me, I'm wound up like a top. I can pop at any given time. I'm super cranky because I'm trying to get something done. And every single time there's an obstacle that gets put in front of me, I get more cranky because I don't get to do what I want to do and get my checklist that I had put in front of me for the day before. So in my late 20s, somebody told me, I said, hey, you should take an anger management course because you pop off pretty fast. Okay. Fine. So I look up what, you know, anger management classes in my area. I go down, I sit down, they give me a little book and I look around, there's eight other guys in the room with me and they're all court ordered. Every single one is court ordered. I'm the only one that's actually paid for this to better myself. So of course, the first thought in my head was, why am I here? This is silly. I should leave. But I stuck with it for the three, uh, I think it was three, two hour classes. So six hours. And we went through this booklet. Most of the stuff was common sense. I forgot almost all of it. But one of them, chapter five, was respond versus react. And I have to admit, it, not only did the title catch my attention, but I said, okay, what's this all about? And I'll tell you, when somebody says something to you, you have a choice to respond in a normal tone, or you can react to the information they give you. So if you stub your toe, you can react and hop up and down and start screaming, or you can respond and go, oh, that hurt a lot. I should pay attention better and not have it affect your day. So responding, of course, is a lot better than reacting. It's a trait that as we get older, we need to perfect, we need to hone and make sure we're doing better. So now let's back up about, let's back up three weeks. And I'm going to tell you exactly what happened in my life. And then you guys can decide whether I responded or I reacted. Two and a half weeks ago, I took off to Florida for a conference. I flew out early Wednesday. I landed on Wednesday night because of the time zone difference, got some dinner and checked into my hotel and called my fiance and said, hey, how's everything going? She goes, well, we had a problem here and I don't want to tell you. Now, anybody that knows me knows my number one pet peeve is leave me in the dark. You leave me in the dark and not tell me something and somebody else knows something about my inner circle that I don't know, instant piss off, instant piss off. Let me decide whether I'm going to respond or react, but don't keep it from me. So she goes, I'm not going to tell you. I said, great. Now I'm going to worry about this for tonight, the next couple of days. So I get back home on Sunday, spit it out. What happened? 
She goes, promise me you're not going to get mad. And of course, you lie and you say, I promise I won't get mad. Go ahead and tell me. So as she tells me that my son has crashed the truck. And I go, great. I said, okay. First question, did anybody get hurt? She goes, no, no one's hurt. It happened in a parking lot. He wrapped it around a pole. So instantly my brain goes to, okay, they're hot dogging in a parking lot. They screwed up, lost control of the vehicle and smashed it in a pole and T-boned the pole or something of that nature. And I said, send me a picture. And she goes, no, I won't send you a picture. And I'm like, this is only going to make matters worse. Please send me a picture. So she finally does. And, and I look at it and I go, you got to be kidding me. Now, what you guys don't know is I bought this truck brand new in 2008. It's a Toyota Tundra. It's limited. It has every bell and whistle you can absolutely have on it. Took me eight months from the time I ordered to actually receive the truck. It has features in 08 that they didn't offer together. I had to custom order the truck. For 14 years, this car has had one knuckle dent and three scratches on it. And that is it in the 14 years I owned it. My son in the six months of owning this truck has crashed the vehicle three times. He pulled out on a red and just took the front bumper off. Then he parked it too close to another car and pulled out and took the front bumper off again. And this third time, which turns out he handed the keys to a friend and the friend took the pole too sharply and took the whole side of the bed in the car off. So inside of six months, this kid has destroyed my baby that I've had for the last 15 years. So my knee-jerk reaction was to react and fly off the handle, but the damage had been done. What, what, what's it going to do to do anything? So I chose it to say, he's okay. We'll figure out the details later. I'm going to go to bed. Don't feel like talking about this anymore. I'm on the phone. Now, luckily for my son, I will say I was in Orlando. I'm pretty much halfway around the world, so I couldn't throw out a little freaking neck for killing my truck again for the third time inside of six months. But I had five days to think about it. So I got home on Saturday night. I didn't even look at the vehicle. I just pulled in. I walked inside, made myself a drink, sat down, spent some quality time with my fiance, said hi to all the kids, acted like it never happened. The next morning I wake up and I'm like, okay, time to deal with all of this. And I walk out and look at the truck and it's heartbreaking. It really is. If you have an emotional connection to one of your first, I made it moments, then yeah, it's going to hurt to see it destroyed by somebody else. So I walk back in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this a teaching moment. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk to him. But before I do that, let me go out to the garage, grab a bottle of water and I'll come back in. As I go out to the bottle of water, we have a little... I'm going to call it a janitor's tub. It's a little garage sink basin thing. And the kids are notorious, not just the oldest kid, but all four of the kids are are notorious for throwing something in there and not rinsing it. So the tub is disgusting. It's ugly. It's destroyed. Well, during the five days that I was gone, my fiance and the kids had decided they're going to repaint the kitchen cabinets. Fine. Great. Okay. Repaint the cabinets. That's your prerogative. Go for it. But they had dumped the paint in the sink and never rinsed the paint down. So it looks like a rainbow inside the sink, blues and grays. This is like the fifth or sixth time that I had asked them to rinse the sink. So I started to lose it. So I went back in and I'm all, get in here, sit down. This is what's going to happen. And I started it very, very angry. And within 30 seconds, I reeled me back in and said, okay, this this is not helping. This needs to be a teaching moment. And so this is what I did. I sat my son down, sat my fiance down. And I said, okay, let's, let's talk about this. There's, in my opinion, there's a five worst things you can do with your life that's going to alter your life. And when I say alter your life, it means your life, the way you know it, will never be the same. It's going to come here. 
And all of a sudden, you're going to have an alternate universe that continues to go on because you decided to make a problem or a decision over here that's going to alter your life. In my opinion, these are the top five worst things to do as a kid growing up. Number one, uh, number five, going from um, least worst to absolute worst. Number five, hurt yourself. Maim yourself, take a finger off, an arm off, hurt yourself in such a way that you cannot walk or perform the normal functions. That's number five. Number four, crash your main and only mode of transportation. That is the vehicle that gets you from A to B. And so you can make good on the promises that you've made to your employer, to school and everything else. Number three, burn your house down. Lose your shelter of where you actually get to hold your, you know, place your head on a pillow at nighttime. Number two, get somebody pregnant. Will absolutely change and alter the course of your life for the rest of time. And number one, the worst thing you can do on this planet, in my opinion, kill somebody. You're going to go to prison or to jail and it's going to be a long life lesson that's going to alter your course of your life forever. So these are the top five things in my thing a kid can do to change their life. And number four is crash and wreck the vehicle, which he pulled off in spades. So I explain this to him. I say, this is not going to happen because I'm when the truck gets fixed, I'm taking it back. Your gas card, give it back to me. You've lost that permission, privilege. And now the insurance money, you're going to have to pay for it for yourself. I was picking up all three if you have been responsible. You chose to crash a car three times in six months. You're not being responsible. You're pretty much taking what we gave you for granted. You're spoiled, is a lack of a better term. And you're not understanding what, what a hand up, you know, a mom and dad are giving you here. So this goes on and we talk and we have things. And he kind of nods his head and he's not really good at showing emotion. So I said, okay, I hope you get it. And we move on with the day. And that was pretty much it. It was just kind of quiet. And then at the end, I said, by the way, you disrespected my sink as well. That's just ignorance and laziness. All you do is turn the water on for 30 seconds. It'll have been clean and pretty. So you're going to go scrub that. So he went and spent an hour scrubbing that tub, which could have taken him 30 seconds to rinse down. That was the end of the day on Sunday. Monday, I come home and I'm actually starting to work in the garage. And I find out that all the cabinets had been painted in the garage. I pull all the cabinets out, put them in the garage. I kind of helped set that up so I knew it was in the garage. Well, we have a spray gun. And on that spray gun has a little tiny, what they call a modeler's model. model. And so what happens, it just puts a little bit of paint out. So to paint all the, the cabinets in our kitchen that we had, it takes about an hour to do a coat of paint. Well, there's also a big nozzle on this sprayer, and that's for painting fences, where you're putting a lot of paint out in a very quick amount of time. Halfway through them painting the cabinets, they switch nozzles to the big nozzle. Well, on the little painter's nozzle, little model nozzle, it shoots paint out like this far. On the one for the fence, it makes a paint plume of like 10 feet all around, and there's just overspray everywhere. So one of those, when we talk about I made it moments on one of the, our other podcasts, I, I one of the I made it moments to have a big gun safe, really, really big gun safe, but I never had a place to put it. We just finished our four-car garage, so the two-car garage is completely barren. I bought a big, giant you know, 28 inch deep, 42 inches wide, six and a half foot tall gun safe. This is a monstrosity. And it was a beautiful black. Now it's got overspray all over my gun safe. There's overspray all over my new epoxy floors that have been 30 days old. There's overspray over the cabinets, overspray over my stainless steel refrigerator in the garage, overspray over my two brand new front load washer and dryers. There's overspray over everything. So when I come home Monday and see this, I lost my ever-loving shit. 
I opened the door. I screamed his name as loud as I could. I'm like, get your ass out of here. What were you thinking? He's like, and he's just staring at me. I'm all, get a brush. You're scrubbing for the next four freaking hours. I'm all, I hope that saved you 30 minutes of your life for four hours of cleaning. You couldn't be so dumb if you, I'm, I'm calling them names. I'm losing my shit. Now, did I respond or did I react? I reacted. I reacted to the situation versus just saying they made another error. It's now their job to fix it and get all the pain off everything. Instead, I belittled. I antagonized, I name called, I raised my voice. I pretty much did everything you shouldn't be doing when you are set with a situation such as that in front of you. So going back to that anger management that we talked about at the beginning, respond versus react. I responded well on Sunday. I gave him a good speech. I explained the situation and hope he had a teaching moment from it. On Monday, I reacted. Absolutely lost it. Well, let me show you what that reaction did. Let's let's do the aftermath of that. Not only did I flip my top, but fiance and mama bear came in and said, you want to yell at somebody, you yell at me. I'm already seeing red. I had another chance to respond or react, chose not to, decided to continue on with the reaction and started yelling at her. Um, I looked at her, I'm like, you effed up. Look at this, look at the overspray. How'd you not see that when you pulled the trigger and there's just white everywhere? How'd you not know this is not a good idea? And I continued to lay into her. I haven't yelled at her in the 10 years we've known each other and for the two years we've dated. Never raised my voice, never yelled at her, but I chose to do it now. Break that that trust bond right there because I was already in reaction mode and pissed off and she just gave me another target and I went, oh, I'm going to take this target too and go with it. That caused 48 hours of not talking to my household in silence which is torture in a good relationship when you're in a strong health relationship, which I was in before my reaction. I had to eat crow and apologize for my reaction and not responding. I had to then think long and hard about what I really wanted because I chose my material things over the personality and the trust of my son and my fiance. I chose to burn all those bridges over material things. That's what I did, right? Everybody say, oh, you just overreact. It's just a reaction. But no, we made a conscious choice to choose the material things over the personalities and the the relationships that we had at our hand. Looking back on as I get older, I do realize that there's not one time where you can react that's better than responding. And in time of, of need or crisis, react in a happy nature where you hop up and down, you're excited. Yeah, 100%. That's an awesome reaction. People want that reaction when they give you something nice. But we're talking when the chips are down, when you say for better or for worse, we're talking the for worse part. When those times come, if you cannot control your emotions and only respond, you're not that strong. And I'm sharing this with you because I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I make errors all the time. The only difference between myself and some other people is I look in the mirror a lot. And every time I look in the mirror and go, how can I have done this better? How can I be better? How could I have made this person grow from this experience versus put their walls up and defend themselves? Because the more you react, the more they're going to defend. They're going to think twice about sharing something with you. They're going to think twice about letting you into their inner, inner, inner circle inside their heart. They're going to beef that defense mechanism up. And now you don't have a confidant. You have just a friend. Or if they were a friend, you just have an acquaintance. It's only going to hurt you in the end. This is this is a life lesson. This is past business. This is past 
you know, your, your kids or a friend, this is a life lesson that you as an individual need to bring to the table and understand at all times, because if you don't respond and you only react, you're just going to get put out of a lot of circles. I got that lesson really, really hard from the person I love, adore. She's my best friend. She's my confidant. She's my partner in crime. Everything we do, we always do together. And I chose to retaliate and go against her because I reacted because a couple things got messed up, which by the way, inside of four hours and three of us cleaning was all fixed, was all done. There was no permanent damage on anything. I was just mad I had to do it. And so I threw a little temper tantrum being a 44-year-old male. And that's how we pulled this off. And this is where we got through today. So for today, I'll tell you right now, please listen and learn from me. Please learn from me. And when you get really upset, take that moment to breathe and ask, is this worth the reaction? And if you truly ask yourself that question, I guarantee the answer is always no. Respond's going to be a whole lot better. (laughs) 